brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, suds. It's time for more suds. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another suds episode where every beer has a story and that story usually ends in a belch. This is good old gal Juliana and with me as always is my bitter half, good old boy Dave. I'm not just bitter. I'm bitter and fizzy and full of alcohol. With us as always is Reverend Mark. Hello, good afternoon, friends. Also, making a special appearance, good old boy Mike. Glad to be here. I heard you guys had a good radio show. (laughs) (laughs) Next to Mike is good old boy Kendall. Hey, everyone. Happy to be here again. I don't think you might believe that. (laughs) <laughs> have more wow. beer that's what you need Kendall. <laughs> so uh kendall and his wife have a really cool beer blog called beer makes three we'll hear a little bit more about that at the end of the episode yay yay today's episode is brought to you by peabody wine and beer merchants in lovely boone north carolina that carry the largest and most eclectic selection of wine and beer in the southeast if you can't get up the mountain, get to them online at www.peabodyswineandbeer.com. Hey, Dave, aren't you supposed to put in a Pat Boone reference here? Well, you know, I would, but uh, I've been getting some nasty emails from his fan club, and uh, they've threatened to go medieval on me if I don't stop. <clears throat> and I'm pretty sure a few of them are alive then, so I'm just going to hold off this for a little while. Please sign my bat, my bat <laughs> <Wow>. record. <laughs> Does that mean you have to take off your white patent leather shoes? Mm. Nothing can make me Maybe take off. Maybe they give out free beer if you show up with a Pat Boone record at Peabody. I don't. I think it would be like maybe ginger ale or prune juice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Not a lot of beer drinkers in that group. <laughs> you may be right. <laughs> okay. Um, our suds at segments are all about beer beer and you guessed it more beer today we're doing a show and tell each host has brought a beer or two to discuss we'll take turns introducing our beer and giving our tasting notes then everyone else will take turns giving their tasting notes rating the beer and mocking the person who brought it in case it sucked today we'll be discussing simple perfection we're talking about me uh, no, dear. You're just simple. <laughs> Actually, we're discussing great beers with a simple grain bill. Nothing fancy, no crazy techniques, no additives, and just a straightforward hopping schedule. Beers that are made to be refreshing and not an obstacle course for the palate. Palate obstacle course. Sounds like an event in the Redneck Olympics. Absolutely. Probably some event in Alabama. And once again, absolutely, yes. 
You know, I hate to break up this highly intellectual discourse, but I've prepared a few remarks about the beauty of simplicity. Uh, yes. Yes, Reverend Mark. Thank you so much. Please, please go right ahead. Well, without a doubt, uh, you know me. I am very impressed by the massive explosion of boutique beers for which we'll all gladly play, pay rather, $25 or more for a 750 milliliter bottle of extravagant goodness. And yeah, I'll be one among many to stand in a long line at the GABF to savor a one ounce pour of the newest oak aged coffee cocoa infused imperial porter cold condition with Madagascar vanilla beans. <laughs> Wax top. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wax top necessary. It's, it's, it's a requirement. Gotcha. You can't charge 20 bucks and not get a wax top. Color, color coded wax top. <laughs> and yet, I'm, I'm insisting here that there is something that has to be said about the quaffical magnificence of a classic session beer. Is that a real word? <laughs> Quaffical. <laughs> I'm They're sure. Like, uh, Dave, add that to the dictionary. Quaffical. Quaffical. That's right. Quaffical. Chuggable. Chuggable. Chuggling. Chuggling. Uh, Barnhouse. That's Barnhousey. Yeah. There we go. Got them all. Oh, well, right. that's what the guys over on Greek Row told me anyway. <laughs> wow. And of course you believe them. It's a complete waste of talk. <laughs> They're my primary source material. <laughs> and yet I think that as we talk about the quaffical magnificence of beer, I don't think that you get anywhere closer on many days at least when you hone in on a classic session beer that's simple, clean, and unpretentious. Now, a little background might be in order here in terms of us thinking. You in the monk music, by the way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so we think about simplicity. We can at least go back as far as the 14th century to the German mystic Thomas Akempis, who said that purity and simplicity are the two wings with which man soars above the earth and all temporary nature. And so, at least today, let's raise a glass, or maybe a chalice, wouldn't you say, to Brother Thomas and to affirm that purity and simplicity are the two wings with which all malted libations soar above the beer world of mediocrity and pretense. I heard he was convicted Cheers. on four <laughs> HUIs. He was horsing while intoxicated. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> nice dirty yeah, I think I think they still have a warrant out for him somewhere <laughs> anyhow I believe that a well-made beer such as a bohemian pilsner for example that would be derived from a grist of floor malted pilsner a touch of carapils and just a sprinkling of, of acidulated malt mashed only with a soft solution of distilled water and boiled with copious amounts of Saz hops. Just that is an extremely simple malted beverage that achieves the status of an elixir when lagered with patience and anticipation for a few months. Walt Whitman once said that simplicity is the glory of expression, and I believe that those words cannot be any more true 
than when applied to the crafting of proven historic ales and lagers derived, derived from a variety of ingredients that produce an unlimited depth of flavor and aroma that's uncomplicated and uncompromised. These are a lot of big words for a beer show. <laughs> <laughs> so I want everyone to drink every time you hear the word quaffical. Quaffable, I agree. Quaffable, quaffable, <laughs> right, quaff right. beer. What's that? What's now so? Go away, or I shall taunt you a second time. <laughs> okay, when I put this together, guys, I was in the beer library. Okay, so I think you're my... about three books deep. <laughs> I'm thinking there was a Zen move involved, <laughs> and so as I conclude. <clears throat> Much to everyone's chagrin, as we take time now at the end of summer to pay tribute to the simple beers that are anything but simplistic. Let's remember the wisdom of all people, Steve Jobs, who, as he reflected on the sleek and user-friendly elegance of Apple computers, said that, this has been one of my mantras, focus and simplicity. Simple can be harder than complex. You have to work hard to get your thinking clean and make it simple. I thought he said, beat those bastards in Redmond. That's all he, that's all he was saying. I thought he said, time. you mean I've got what? <laughs> Holy crap, it works. And you don't know that Windows started really with us? <laughs> Screw you, Gates. I took it first. <laughs> wow. And so, for what it's worth, in the end... Because once you get there, you can move mountains. And so, hail to simplicity that is not any in any way less than deserving of our praise at the end of the summer. Yay! That was the best use of big words over seven, seven letters I've ever heard. And may I just say, wow. And quaffable. Yes. Quaffable, that's that's in the beer lexicon, man. Look it up, dude. Quaffication. Quaffical. Quaff quaff you quaff yeah. beer. I quaffed a bunch of beer and then fell down and broke my quaffical. <laughs> so Dave, on our count, what's that like eight beers people should be uh, chugging right they now? They should they should all be asleep yeah, at I this agree. point. Uh, it's a good way to start this episode. Well, oh well, Reverend Mark, that was that was awesome. That was that was truly awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I know you're going to be it. nice to me regardless. <laughs> <laughs> Kendall is doomed. <laughs> Here it goes. <laughs> well, yeah. So, good old boy Kendall gets the honor of going over our suds ratings today, just because he has a voice made for radio and a face to match. So somebody should boo me. I don't know. <laughs> There's no boos there. I think we all agree. <laughs> well, that wasn't weird at all. <laughs> I'm just glad he kept his shirt on. Thank God. We'll be tasting and discussing these beers and rating them with these Suds ratings plus our signature belching sounds. Here are those ratings now. Number one, that sucks. Give me anything but a bud. And two, was that a belch? Three, ah, what a relief. Four, a body should really not make that sound. 
<laughs> Just wanted to make sure everybody was listening. <laughs> that would be a bad sound for a bad <laughs> And five, listen to that hang time. Give me another. You know, Dave, I'm glad that you played, you know, brought more cowbell because with qualification and more <laughs> cowbell, this is going to be the best beer show we have done in quite a while. So, what's that, nine beers? I gotta have more cowbell, baby. <laughs> Guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. So. Quaffical. Hey, I needed to play that for a second so I could count all the quafficals. I think it's and I just nine. Said, well, I just said it again. <laughs> and then I think I... Quaff- just said it yeah. again. Yeah, About so ten. we're almost at a dozen quafficals. Yeah, so... <laughs> we're going to be out yeah. before we even get to talking about any beer. I hope no one has to drive anywhere after this. Yes. <laughs> you quaff a beer when you turn up a can and punch a hole in the other end. I think that's called a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Kendall. He's the expert. <laughs> I still have that goal of doing a crowler one day. Oh, gosh. I have the goal of watching you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, let's get to some beer, okay? Um, first up is going to be good old boy Dave. Dang, why do I always have to go first? Because you're to my left. You're stage so, left, buddy. Yeah, All right. man. Okay, so what are you going to talk about? I'm going to talk about Mama's Little Yellow Pills from Oscar Blues. Hmm. Ooh, oh, yeah. do tell. So this is there. a... <laughs> they have been there, and I'm sure they'll tell you all about it. Um, actually, this is a really good uh, example of a Czech Pilsner. I- I've never been to Czechoslovakia or the Czech Republic, as it's probably now known. But um, I have drank a lot. Is that drink? Drunk? You have drunk. Drink? Well, I, I know, am drunk. I don't know Ossifer. <laughs> People in Alabama yeah. don't know Dave. I have. <laughs> I have. There's a touch of sarcasm, as he said. I have quaffed a lot of prisoners. There you go. <laughs> so, see, I can learn stuff. Not often, um, and not much, and not for very long. But um, the thing I like about uh, Mama's Little Yellow Pills, other than you know how they make you feel when you take them from her purse, um, is that <laughs> it's uh, it. There's not a, a lot of adjuncts in it, so it's not like an American style pilsner where you get the corn or maybe even some rice or something. Um, it's all uh, base malt. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, pills and malt, and then just the noble hops that are in there. Uh, it's very clean, very drinkable beer, and um, and I just think it's a good example that everyone should try. Um, it's great warm weather beer, and um, I like it. So mm. there you go. Take that. Okay. Well, rock on. Well, adjuncts. You said adjunct. That's awful big word. I man. agree. That is the ninth. That's an big awful word big word. This episode already. <laughs> I got adjuncts in my trunk. Is there a test at the end of this episode? <laughs> I think I'm underqualified to participate. <laughs> wow. Um, so, Reverend Mark, what did you think of this beer? Oh, I think it was... <laughs> <laughs> adjunky? It was, it was adjunky. Adjunky. 
Okay. First of all, I, I'll give them, um, you know, all the points possible, which doesn't add up to much, but it's still, it's still, it still counts for something. Uh, f- for the brightness of this beer, it's beautiful to look at. Um, but God help us when we drink. No, no, it's really, really good. Um, I found that it has a little mineral aspect to it, though, that I th- found to be interesting. Uh, it uh, when I had it earlier and it was really cold. Um, so yeah, um, I, I concur that I think it's 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 really true to the style that's been described, and um, I think certainly fits within the general theme of our conversation today about simple goodness. So I'll give it a three. A three. Oh. Good old boy, Mike. So happy to have you at the table. Thanks. I'm <coughs> glad to be <laughs> sitting here in this uh, position anyway. So, uh, yeah. So, Oscar Blues, a really great brewery in uh, Fort Collins. Uh, and uh, I've had a chance to, you know, go to the brewery. Um, just uh, a lot of people tend to know their <coughs> Dale's Pale Ale. It's probably the thing they're most famous for. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, this and Little Mama Pills were, I think, probably two of the cans that they actually dropped um, first in a can. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a, I think they had a couple of uh, taproom only offerings, but this is very widely available. Um, and there's a good reason why, because it's a great beer. Um, my tasting notes on Memo. 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 It's a mighty big word. Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> That is the third word we've made up during this episode. Can you spell? At least we are consi- there's a consistent theme always. Uh, so, mama, little pills. Um, yeah, I wrote it's a classic, uh, full throttle, full bodied, and full flavored. Um, <clears throat> this is definitely a, a beer that you want to pick up. Um, if you, you know, if you probably had more than two of these, I'd be really surprised. I, you know, just. Mm. It is very filling with all of these, you know, very full flavors around it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think to sit down and say you would have a whole six pack of that, I'd be pretty surprised if somebody could actually do that. Um, challenge like a challenge. accepted. Yeah. Challenge accepted. I like that. Well, you know, what can I say, Oscar Blues? Uh, ship us off a case. Kendall and Dave are up to the challenge, you know. It's on, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you can do it. I'll sit I'll sit on the side with Reverend Mark and we'll count the words quaffable, you know, through the whole through the whole event itself. Um so uh my suds rating for uh Mama's little yellow pills is a four. Wow. Uh, uh, I should really not make that sound. Good old boy Kendall. What did you think? Um, one of my favorite Czech Pilsners. There's a few good ones on the American market. Um, you know, every time I drink one, I have to think about the classic, you know, Pilsner Kell. And, you know, what are the flavors from that? And then I expect mm. in this. Right. And I'm getting a little bit of that spicy, earthy hoppiness that I like out of those true Bohemian Pilsners. And just a rich, bready malt. It's a really great beer. And Oscar Blues is just cool people. Mike mentioned the brewery in Fort Collins. We've also been to the brewery in Brevard, North Carolina. Just mm-hmm. great people making great beer. And I like one of the first crowlers on the planet. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they had one of the first steaming uh, machines. It's actually right there at Oscar Blues. Yeah. Oh, that's, it's, cool. Uh, that's cool. Just great stuff. And this is a, a good beer. I enjoy it. I drink this on a regular basis and I'm giving it a four. Mm. Four. A body should really uh, not make that sound. Hey, Juliana, you see how I delivered that? That was like the flow of such credible BS 
that you absolutely believe that I actually knew who shipped the first Crowler. Well, it could have been <laughs> you them. You just bought it, look, <laughs> lock, stock, and barrel. You know? BS does flow very it, well it from does. mine. I'm telling you, yeah. it's all how you deliver it. Okay, look, I'm married to one, you know. Dave, you're I, up to the task, you know. <laughs> I'll teach you, man. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> Who is this guy? <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. Okay, so my take on this beer is I, I'm pretty much resonating what you guys say. I really, um, I liked it. And when I think of an American version of a Czech beer, this is this is it. I mean, like, y- you can't go wrong with it. It's It's got that um, sharpness to it, and but this, and it's sharp and it's clean and it is very quaffable, very Quaffable. Thank you. Yeah. And and I could see myself downing a few of these. But, you know, that's me. I'm I live large <laughs> in many ways. Um but 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 this is a really good, you know, for those that that don't want that want to go with an American version of this beer, um I mean of this style. I this pretty much is the standard I I think anyways um for this style. And um I gave it a 4 as well. Mm. Uh, a body should really not make that sound. Uh, so, best Czech Pilsner in the U.S.? At least it's served in a can. Yeah. Would you guys go for that? Yeah. I would. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. there's n- not many great ones, but yeah, this is at the right. top of the heap. Yeah, this is. I'd much rather have one of these than probably several that have been shipped over on a bl- on a boat, been stuck in 20 yeah. different, you know, temperatures and... Yeah, I mean that's I one name. of the things I like about this is the quality and freshness of it. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean I'm, I don't want to take away from how great it is, but I, it's not like a lot of people are making it though. Yeah, I mean it's true. like you know saying I'm the best looking guy in this room. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, we're going to take a little break at the moment, and um, we're going to let our sponsors check in with us, and we will be back shortly. Hey guys, welcome back to our show and tell episode. Next up, Reverend Mark, what are you going to talk about? Nothing other than the McKiller <laughs> Low Life. Low Life, the Bohemian Pills. I think you mean Evil, evil twin. twin. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that I... Oh, man, that nice, he that wanted to be on that. Team McKellar. Hey, that shows oh, man, you, that shows you which brother I'm leaning towards. There you go. Same, uh, <laughs> I same, like that. Same yeah, DNA. I swear, <laughs> I know that, but... It, Radio but, history, right there. I love it. Same DNA, man. You, These you guys were right are there. just like that you know. They're funny. they're like going at it with each other. So I just you want me to cue you in for that again? Take two and three, two. <laughs> <laughs> My beer of choice today is Evil Twins, <laughs> Low Life, <laughs> a Bohemian Pilsner, and I think. Maybe one of the two or three best uh, that's domestic. Uh, And I will say, though, that the sample that we had today uh, came from a bottle, and I had it earlier this summer in a can. 
And I really am starting to think, especially for these, you know, lighter, more delicate beers, that canning is the way to go. go. Um, But this is good. This is very good. It's a little cloudy, the one I'm looking at right now. Mm Mm-hmm. A little residual sweetness that I didn't expect that, and that I don't remember from from other uh, samples that I had this summer while on the beach. Uh, <laughs> but um, I think that for the most part, it's dialed in correctly. There's there's definitely this this size thing going on in there with uh, ample hopping that is very prevalent. I think that they may have, and I really need to look into clone recipes that might bear this out if they don't disclose their own, uh, which is doubtful, that there there seems to be a little Munich going on in there, a little kind of a residual malt sweetness. Uh, so I have to say that today's particular tasting was not up to what I had recalled from a few months ago, and, I, and I've had it along the way. So given that, even you though like, I think it's a really, really good beer. So you like... You think the can is better than the bottle? I do. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Uh, so uh, I'm going to give, for today at least, this particular evil twin, low life, <laughs> a three. Okay. Right. So you're supposed to just talk about it. But, uh, he'll but live. That's okay. All right. Oh. Oh. So all, oh, what hey. a relief to that. It's Reverend Mark. Okay. <laughs> he gets a pass. True. He's been quaffling, right? Quaffling, quaffling. Yes. <clears throat> oh, you guys are going to be rating the beers. That's we right. are. Okay. Yeah. But the, well, don't but, let my bias in <laughs> any way. <laughs> don't let all the things I just said, you know, sway you in any way. Okay. Yeah. So, good old boy, Mike. What are you thinking about this beer? Low life from McKellar. I mean, Evil Twin. It's really <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Darn it, Reverend Mark. Hey, I'm again. A- <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, here are my tasting notes here on Low Life from Evil Twin Brewing. You know, uh, I wrote down that it was kind of uh, orange, uh, sweet, like almost like a tangelo, you know, kind of sweetness around it. Had a kind of a coating uh, finish to it as well. Um, I actually wrote down the word disappointing. Um, mm. My sed's rating for Low Life from Evil Twin is a two. Mm. Oh my gosh, was that a belch? Mm. I think it was. I guess so. Maybe the other brother would have made a better beer. Whoa. Oh, that's why I was, this was wishful thinking when I said McKellar, you see. Uh, oh, that was fighting words. Yeah, I'm all this, right with that. You this know? is an evil twin house. All right, hey now, so you know. it is not. We're divided, buddy. Oh, that's right. <laughs> okay. The family feud continues. It does. I'll be out in the evil twin garage. <laughs> <laughs> Sleeping on the evil twin couch, pretty much. Uh, mama little, middle, mama's little yellow pills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good old boy, Kendall. What did you think of this beer? Um, some of the things have already been said. I thought it had a sweeter malt than a lot of the other pilsners we've had, and but not a lot of the the hot bitterness. I want out of that to balance that out. And I thought it had a very creamy mouthfeel, which is something that good old boy Mike just said that he thought it uh, was just a little. How'd you say coding? Coding, yes. <clears throat> so it's it seemed a little different than a lot of pilsners, which finish kind of you know crisp, crisp and clean. Not this. So yeah, I'm I'm uh, right there with good old boy Mike. I wasn't that impressed. I I usually expect more of Evil Twin, and I'm giving this a two. Mm. A two. Was that a bad? Oh, See, 
Oh, wow. <laughs> you two are not going to sit next to you. You see, anymore. I set the bar in the middle, and it's going down. So yeah. there you go. All right. Sorry well, about said, that. Blow no, it off. Did it? <laughs> well, Mark, Mark set the bar at three, and the other two fell yeah, over it. Right. <laughs> Pick them up around 1130. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't think it was that bad. Um, yeah, it was a little sweet for me um, in what I would expect from a Pilsner. And it, it wasn't as hoppy. Like, I, I was I was waiting for the hops to kick in, and it, and it wasn't. Um, would I call that a creaminess? I, I don't know. There was a slickness, though, on the tongue that was a little weird to me for what because when i think of a true pilsner i'm thinking of like crisp very refreshing and you know not quite lawnmower but in that lawnmower-ness it was not quaffable it, <laughs> was it quaffable it was quaffable yes drink anyways um i gave this puppy a three uh what a relief yeah what a relief i was doing stuff couldn't hit the button. Okay, good old boy, Keep Dave. Keep it clean, Dave. Dave. <laughs> Come on, bitter half. Fess up. So I uh, I love Evil Twin. Jeppe uh, is one of my heroes. Um, but under duress and peer pressure, <laughs> I will admit that this is not one of their better efforts. Um, yeah, I don't know. I... I, uh, I I thought it was pretty sweet too. Um, it felt like maybe it just didn't finish, you know, like it was. Mm-hmm. It was one of those like maybe they bottled it too early, or you know, it maybe the yeast was supposed to keep going or in the bottle or something. I don't know, but it stopped. Anyway, um, yeah, I gave it a two. Hmm. Wow, is that a belch? It wow. hurt. It hurt me to do that. By the it way, it hurt you. Hurt my heart. Deep well, inside, the squishy okay. parts, <laughs> okay. creamy center, <laughs> like a Cadbury egg. Kinda. Okay. <laughs> I am half Cadbury egg on my father's side. Or a hostess Twinkie. <laughs> <clears throat> that hurts me even more. <laughs> okay, and moving on. Good old boy, Mike. What did you bring to the table today? So uh, today I have an offering from um, Six Point out of Brooklyn, New York, uh, Red, Red Hook uh, neighborhood, and uh, this is really uh, I you know I could just go on and on and on about Six Point. You know we've uh, reviewed uh, some of their beers on the show in the past. Um, I have to confess I would drink resin almost every single day. You know if I could probably do it. Um, it's just that good. Um, and I've had so so many other beers. I've been fortunate to go to the brewery um, and sample a lot of their products in and around New York City. And for those of you that you may know their products as they have been shipped, but in the New York metro area, what uh, Six Point does is they have a whole line in a series called the Mad Scientist uh, line. And these are a set of a lot of one-off beers that they produce um, that are only distributed usually in a draft-only version. And there are a few Mad Scientist versions that have kind of crossed over in between the Mad Scientist line and into their production brewery, and this is one of them. Um, so, um, which is really strange because if the Mad Scientist line would be like, I'd like a almond jalapeno-laced uh, tangelo. Um, 
uh, logger pilsner. <laughs> you know? Get the machine that goes. Yeah, um, because that's about the only thing that would help you decide, uh, you know, if that's a good or a bad beer. So it's a lot of hit and miss, you know, in the mad scientist line. And they really take a lot of their consumers in the New York metro area a while to kind of figure out if this is something that they're going to reproduce, you know. Um, so this is a straight up Pilsner um, from um, from Six Point. Uh, the ABV on this is 5.4%. Um, for those of you that are really sweating it, this is actually a very low-cal beer. This is 162 calories. Oh, man. Yeah. That's awesome. But it's also half a can of beer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's actually 320 calories. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's 162 calories per beer. Um, you know, some of my own tasting notes on this, um, it's kind of light, grassy, has a dry finish off of it. Um, I had a chance to meet uh, Shane Welch, founder of uh, Six Point. Great guy. Really gives a lot of free reign, you know, in the brewery itself. And, I, you know, this is what I call a great rendition of, a you know, a great beer that they just kind of let loose on and kind of let the beer sing for itself, um, <clears throat> which is really great. Uh, a few other quick tasting notes that I had here is that uh, this is not a lawnmower beer. Uh, it's a little too dry, you know, for, for me. Um, you know, I don't think I could sit down and, again, pound down, you know, like four or five of these. Um, just to kind of fall in that lawnmower beer category. So, anyway. Uh, so, that's an introduction to the crisp from Six Point. Why, thank you, good old boy, Mike. Good old boy, Kendall. What do you think? Uh, some of the things good old boy Mike said, <clears throat> I was thinking too. It's it's got a grassy, dry finish. To me, it's very bright. It's very crisp, uh, and it's got some. F- I'm picking up a little lemon and maybe even a little orange in there. Uh, some floral and perfumey hops. That quaffability. Quaffability. There you go. Quaff. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's a very well done German style pilsner, um, and. Yeah, it's delicious, and I'm giving this a four. A four. Mm. A body should really not make that sound. Um, yeah, you know, I get this. I, I get similar things too, and you know, Czech pilsners to me are you know very crisp, very clean. This one has got a little bit more going on for me. Yeah, um, this is a lager too, right? But, I mean, it's got a little bit more, yeah, going on for me. Um, that dryness, that almost champagne texture that I was getting, yeah. But um, the floral citrus hoppiness in it, too, makes it really interesting. And, you know, maybe for those people that don't like a super crisp, clean beer and want something a little bit more, then this is a good thing to go to, if that makes any sense. Um I, I enjoyed it, but it's got it's got a very typical German aftertaste to me. If if it that, does. yeah, you know How what many, I mean. Uh, like Germans, have you tasted? <laughs> Do I have to answer that? Is this is this a three day old Gunter? <laughs> Do I, do I really have to? No. Mm. Okay, fine. Um, anyways, I, I mean, that being said, it's it's a really good beer, and it ties in, you know, with this whole family, and I gave this puppy a three. Uh, what a relief. Dave, my beautiful bitter half, what's up? 
So I think that's gonna stick, oh, Dave. <laughs> yeah. So um Wow. All right. A little heavy on the stick there. Um so you know, sometimes you, you drink a beer and you think, Wow, they must have tasted this beer and then named it based off that. And I think crisp is one of those beers because that's the first word that comes to mind. Sort of like, uh, I think there was a beer called uh, Jarringly Undrinkable um, Hop Mess. I can't remember the name of the brewery, but that that beer was aptly named as well. <laughs> um, not, you know, I'd like then, to have been in that market. Yes. Uh, you know, Dirty Socks. That everybody, was, everybody hold up your hands. What do you believe? It's not quaffable. hold up your spit buckets let's see who's the fullest um but no this beer uh it was very dry um very clean um maybe that's what you tasted was when you thought it was german was like clean you know germans are very you know clean very mechanical how many germans have you tasted (laughs) there buddy yeah (laughs) Hey, I did some stuff before. And is very, you are very clean. I kind of walked back into that one, didn't I? Yeah. So, anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, more. Yeah. No, I thought this was a, a really great uh, malty beer, finished very dry. Uh, I enjoyed it, but yeah, I couldn't just sit back and drink a ton of them. But uh, I do enjoy it, and I'm glad it comes in a skinny can. Gives us beer-bellied people something to strive for so um i'll give it a three reverend mark what was your take on this beer i think too it was aptly named crisp i I see it like you know uh, pairing it with an apple crisp dessert you know or something i don't know you know a little bit of kind of acid thing going on there perhaps um Uh, going back to the 70s eh? yeah (laughs) Where you quaffed a lot of stuff. Of, you know. <laughs> anyway, getting back to the Meanwhile, subject at hand. Back, yeah. back to the topic at hand. <laughs> I I too think it 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 is on the dry on the dry side. Um, I I kind of echo some of the other the notes that have been offered about it being uh, kind of grassy. It it has like this uh, this this ambiance of freshly mowed alfalfa or hay or something you know um it's um it it's, a, it's dry meaning that it's, it kind of functions as an aperitif you know so it would be something that i could see drinking you know with a meal even if i wasn't trying to complement a dish in particular it would just be a really good palate cleanser um i think it's also would be one to drink if you are if you are uh, in you know the tap room there to drink in between the resins, you know, uh, <laughs> sort of like you know, exactly. have have a yeah. resin and then have one of these. Yeah, and uh, okay. I think it, I think it would also be good to share one like with your you know diet conscious friends, like you know my good friend Beyonce, uh, somebody. <laughs> like- <laughs> wow. Okay. He just snuck that in there. <laughs> he did. Yeah. So. <laughs> She thought she lost 10 pounds, and then she looked behind her and found it. <laughs> so nonetheless, I believe that this was this is one of the better ones I've had on the, this particular lineup, and I would give it a four. 
Wow. Uh, Body should really not make that sound. I was just waiting for him to say, and McKellar's uh, yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> I was waiting for him to kind of charge into it that so way. We got I didn't see the Beyonce move coming. That that was that Reverend, was something I just missed. Reverend Mark is tricky. You know? He's very, very tricky. Yeah. Yeah. So. Sneaky. Good old boy Mike. What did you think of this beer? Oh, it he was my beer. It. I introduced it. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. I guess so. Okay, fine. You fell asleep. I no, That's I right. didn't. Okay, we're gonna take a brief break again and um, let our sponsors say hello, and then we'll be back shortly. We are back again um, as we continue this episode on our, um, what are we calling this? Uh, we're talking about Acid and Beyonce. <laughs> I know, I'm getting so confused. It's so overwhelming. And okay. The title of this episode is, I Think I Broke My Quaffical. <laughs> there you go. That's totally it right there. Absolutely. Okay, fine. Please don't turn us off. Do not listen to Knitting with Nancy. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, this is a show-and-tell episode, everybody. And now we were going to get to... Do not show me your acid. Good old boy Kendall's pick. Okay, Kendall, please help me out of this. Help. The the beer I brought today is uh, kind of interesting because several of the beers we've had are available nationwide. Um, it's funny that a few of them aren't even available in Nashville. We had to take extra steps to get them. But the beer I brought is only available in the Nashville, Tennessee market. Yay! So this is a beer called Chicken Scratch, and it is a an American uh, lager, kind of a pre-prohibition style, from Little Harpeth Brewery. Little Harpeth Brewery is Nashville's not only one of the newer breweries, they've been around for about a year, year and a half, but they're also Nashville's only lager brewery. Yay. Yay. Yay, Steve. So they um, just started uh, brewing a an ale. Uh, what? But yes, they have one ale uh, in the tanks, but uh, they've got seven or eight different lagers that they're brewing. Mm. And uh, Steve Scoville mm. is the f- uh, head brewer. Steve has been brewing lagers in this town for a very long time as a home brewer, um, and I've been privileged to hang out in his garage while he was brewing Chicken Scratch one day wow. with a decoction uh, mash. It was very cool to watch. 18th big word of the day. <laughs> did he um, Decoction. Did he show you his collection of antique suspenders? No, he did not. <laughs> then you're not in. <laughs> Probably not. But Stop it, it. But it was it was cool to hang out with Steve and to meet his crew uh, there at Little Harpeth. Uh, they're making some really cool beers. And, and to say I watched Steve brew in his, in his garage, it wasn't a typical homebrew setup. It was much more like a nano brewery. It was yeah. the most impressive setup I've ever seen in someone's garage. Uh, but he was making some great beers then and he's making even better beers now commercially so the beer i brought is uh chicken scratch which uh has not just locally grown barley but some locally grown tennessee white corn so like a lot of brews made in america pre-prohibition 
uh, we had to use the ingredients that were available to us locally. So mm-hmm. there is corn in the mash. Uh, so it is got an adjunct in it. Now, that's another use of that big word. But, mm-hmm. but the corn adds a nice sweetness uh, to this mm-hmm. beer. Uh, we've talked to a lot of these finished dry. This beer does not finish dry. It has a nice ling- lingering corn sweetness. It's got a nice hot bitterness. It's balanced. Um, but you're really going to notice that corn in there. But it's not corn in a bad way like, uh, you know, something like one of the big macro beers where they might be using corn and it just overpowers the beer with very you know corn sweetness it's just a nice gentle reminder that this does have some native tennessee corn in it and it's a really i think a tasty beer and i'm proud that it's brewed right down the street in my hometown nice very nice okay well let me um wax poetically on this beer for just a minute a i absolutely love mr scoville um i learned a lot from him um being a steward in in some judging that we've done and i I just completely adore the man suspenders and all he's he's really cool he knows what he's talking about and you know he's been doing this long enough to to know what's good and what's bad and what not to make also like really big kudos to him for crafting out this niche in the brewing world by going with loggers. I mean, how many breweries do we know of that essentially just make loggers on a daily basis? And Iserbush. <laughs> Miller Coors. Whatever. No, but... Kudos. She fell into her own <laughs> hole. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting trend, actually, Juliana. I was out uh, visiting family in Spokane about a year ago, and Orlison Brewing out there does nothing but lagers. So we're yeah. starting to see this in various regions. But I, I do know that uh, everybody was telling <clears throat> Mr. Scoville that you're crazy. This will never happen. And he did it anyways. And yeah. Yeah. So. So, so kudos to that. That being said... This is a great, easy-drinking beer. Um, it's it's definitely majorly quaffable, um, but in a good way. It's the, the corn in it is just sweet enough. You get the taste of it. And I know this is going to sound cheesy, but just by drinking it, I get the taste of really what pre-prohibition beer was like. And I get such a, a feeling of like honor in a way of drinking you know this style because you don't get a lot of that and you don't realize what little they had to work with back in the day to make something that was tasty and that you would want to you know drink and me coming from a very blue collar neck of the woods um you know with a lot of german immigrants etc i could i really get a good appreciation of of this style of beer and um I, this was, you know, such a treat. I'm lucky that we have this around, that we can have it on um, a daily basis for that matter. And, you know, I hope people visit the area just so that they can try this beer. Anyways, um, I, it's, you know, it's malty in a sense. It's it's corny. Um, it's got some good hop flavor and it's really well balanced. And yeah, that lingering finish. So yeah, it's not so crisp, but it's... It's it just ends in a really good way. Um, anyways, I give this beer a four. A body should really not make that sound. Dave, what do you think? So I <clears throat> I agree with you guys on several points. Uh, the first being that I'm really glad that uh, this beer is made in Nashville, and that I can go to a lot of places in town and get it. 
uh, and not just get it, but get it fresh, um, you know, straight on tap in a growler or whatever, you know, I want to do. Um, the other thing I like about this beer is that, uh, for the reason that I, I like little yellow pills is, you know, for not having adjuncts is why I like have this one for having adjuncts because I feel like it keeps the flavor to style and it gives it a, a, a very distinctive, um, very authentic flavor, um, on top of just being very delicious uh, to drink. So uh, I enjoy the corn, the sweetness. Um, everybody knows I like, you know, corny stuff. So, um, and the name Chicken Scratch, that's just pretty cool because I think that means poop or something, but maybe not. I don't know. Anyways, or bad writing. I don't know. I just, whatever. So, uh, okay, I'll wrap it up. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I like this beer a lot, so I'll give it a four. My body should really not make that sound. Great. Reverend Mark, what are your thoughts? All right. I, I share everybody's enthusiasm about this beer for Yay. all the reasons given. Uh, certainly, Steve, Steve Scoville is just, uh, he's an amazing guy. And I have to say, I learn, I've learned a lot from him as well both as a hobby brewer and uh, as a beer judge. He he was sort of my mentor as I went through uh, the, uh, you know, the beer judge certification program. So kudos to you, Steve. I am so glad you're in business, and I'm so glad you're doing what you love most, and that is to make lagers. Uh, I, I like this. I, I mean, when, when Chicken Scratch first came out, I said, that's Steve Scoville. You know, I mean, that's his signature beer. That's that's the Steve Scoville I've known for, gosh, now almost fifteen years, and so um, I can't say any, you know, any more. Well, I guess I could, but uh, I just want to say that, it. yeah, it's just it's it's. I think it's a great beer in in a number of ways. One is that you know we're in a time where there's a lot of what I'd call sort of style bending, or you know, that is that we're. You know, you, you, there there are a lot of things that brewers are taking from one style and another and kind of bringing them together, and that's interesting. But I see also what Steve is doing; he's taking us back into history, and he's he's kind of a style purist, and he's saying this is really what beer was about before the United States even had, you know, this great craft beer explosion. Sure. But it was a unique beer nonetheless. And so I, I really like it in that way, too, because of just the connection to history that uh, that this beer brings. Uh, so, you know, for me, at least, I think that it's uh, it's it's true to true to the style. I like the corn. There's not much you can get on the market that, you know, is sort of stylistically pure that involves corn as a use that big word and junk, oh. you know, uh, uh, other than a cream ale, cream ales, of course, are known for corn, but that's an ale. So I really like the fact that this is a lager. It's got that corn adjunct, and uh, <laughs> and and I think it really does finish semi-sweet, but but not cloyingly sweet at all. No, and all. you know, yeah. so I just uh, kudos to you, Steve, and you get a you get a four rating from me. Ooh, uh, uh, I'm biased. Uh, you really not make that sound. Okay, Mike. 
What do you think? I'm not going to use any big words in my discussion of chicken scratch from Little Harpeth <laughs> because they've all been used by all of you. You know, I think so. One of the things that's interesting here is to talk about the man and the beer. And, you know, I could really go on and on, you know, about Steve and all of his wonderful accomplishments and more importantly his contributions mm. uh it's that last word that you know really strikes me about steve is how much he really you know reaches back into the brewing community um time and time again i really like the fact that he and michael quaz hooked up um you know to create uh you know little harpeth and really take a a, a style of beer um to you know to the market that a lot of people are just don't think are commercially viable and <clears throat> that's what i really love is uh they were not a me too brewery and that's probably my my biggest critique of a lot of startup breweries is if you want to come out and compete with the moo cows you're going to be competing with 40 or 50 other breweries for the yeah. exact same style of beer what you need to do is you need to figure out how to make something that is not currently available on the market and instead of deci deciding that you were going to shift market share <clears throat> steve did exactly what um i really thought was missing in a lot of markets which is don't go out for market share go out and claim your market and establish it uh and be a first mover in a style of beer and that's exactly what's been done with chicken scratch wonderful lager um you know, I would, I'm even going so far to say, I think it's one of the best American lagers available in the last five years it's, that's come to market. Reed. It's that good. Um, you know, it's been recently been added to the BJCP guidelines as a best commercial example. Mm -hmm. um, and for good reason. It really is just a, a really great lager. Um, my tasting notes are as a slight citrus aroma to it, elegant crisp finish i i don't really ever say that word elegant you know when i'm really talking about a lager it usually has a crisp finish but there's some elegant element you know around the way that this beer just kind of moves off the tongue um i i really love steve but i really love this beer uh thank you for bringing it kendall uh it was really great to have it and talk about it both uh, the beer and steve here at the table my suds rating for chicken scratch from little harpeth is a five Wow. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode and you can catch all of our episodes online as well as on SoundCloud and TuneIn and Stitcher and YouTube and PRX and Spreaker, our native media host. Our tunes and our own Android app, yay, are the easiest ways to enjoy the show on your phone just search for sip sud smokes on itunes or in the google play store we love your feedback and you can reach us online at info at our daily tasting notes flow out on twitter every day at sip sud smoke and our facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you are listening to us online that's a big way to help us and we get to see your feedback as well Hey, Kendall, tell us about your blog. My wife and I blog about beer at beermakes3.com, where we share the good news of good beer. Yay. Well, I want to thank all of our co-hosts for being here today with us. Good old boy, Dave. Hey. 
Oh, okay. wait, we're saying goodbye. Sorry. Hey, thanks, everybody. It was great to be here. Wow. Reverend Mark. <laughs> goodbye, friends. Good to, be, good to be with you. Good old boy, Mike. Enjoy good acid, Beyonce, <laughs> and always have great beer. And That's, keep quaffable. On That's quaffable. That's yeah. <laughs> quaffable. Don't break your quaffable. <laughs> wow. <laughs> good old boy, Kendall. Cheers, everyone. Always drink good beer. <laughs> okay. And I am good old gal, Juliana. Telling you to keep on sipping. This has been a one tan hand production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.